Welcome everyone to the podcast that gives you movie and TV discussion every Tuesday and gaming discussion every Friday. The Nerdy Useless Topic Society, better known as Nuts. We're nuts. Yay, we did it. We got something that was good. And I will use that recording over all of my shenanigans. What shenanigans? All the other ones I try. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, everyone. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Joe. And my name is Chris. Yes, yes, yes. So how are you doing today, Chris? <laughs> good. Tired, but good. There's been uh, it's been a very busy week. We had. Let's see, like movie wise, I know we've we've. Pretty much talked uh, about Captain Marvel to death. Yeah. But, of course, you know, we talk about that. And then there's a f- new Avengers trailer that drops. So that was big. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yes. Yeah, so how are you? Oh, I'm good. Things have been busy, but, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. It's, I've been just really I, this is like the first time i haven't gone to see a movie in a while because nothing really came out this week so that's it's awesome a nice break the yeah it's like the the past is really getting uh you're getting your money's worth oh yeah no it it's it's worth it especially for us recording this because i have the for those of who who don't know i get wound up getting one of amc's movie passes that i can see a movie basically for as much as I want for like 25, no 20 bucks a month. And no, we're not sponsored by AMC. It's just yet. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) but it it works out. So it's good. But I did see the Avengers trailer. What did you think of it? I, I really liked it. I think we only are going to see half of that or like, some of the other, like not half of it's just not going to be in the movie. Half of it is not going to be in the movie the way we just saw it in the trailer. Just like in the first trailer when they're walking in slow mo. Oh they're yeah, all in like their normal suits, and now this time they're all in like these white, almost like the Ant Man Quantum Realm suits. So that, that's got to be their space suits, so they can go fight Thanos. I'd imagine because that's it. Yeah, that's all like that's in the toys and stuff now. Yeah, that's. I wasn't sure if it, it kind of. Some people said online it looked like Ant Man and the Wasp's Quantum Realm suits, the ones that can go into like shrink down into that size, uh, into the Quantum Realm to possibly time travel. We'll kind of figure that out when we see it. But that could also be the way it's edited. I, I, yeah, toys are always a good predictor because you know I try. That's like what I try to avoid more than. Uh, trailers because they what was it the lego sets for infinity war spoiled that bruce banner was in the hulkbuster armor even though in the trailer hulk was in wakanda so you just assume that tony was in the hulkbuster armor and then you know that got spoiled like a month before two months before the movie just like civil war spoil the lego set spoiled that ant-man would become giant man Oh, damn. Lego spoiling all sorts of things. I had no idea. Yeah. So don't. And there, it's a, a couple different like action figures. Um, 
the reason I say Lego specifically, and I you know, I love Legos, but they they take scenes from the movie and make it into a Lego set. And some people were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Thanos has these many uh, Infinity Stones by this point of the movie. But it it was more of um, with that regard, it was you had if you bought all three or four Infinity War Lego sets you'd have all the infinity stones. It's like, you can only get this one or these two in this box. And then you have to get the other one in this box. And then you'd be able to basically act out all three or four major, um, fight scenes in the movie. Oh, so that's what Thanos was doing wrong. He should have just bought the Lego sets and then he would have had the infinity stones. (laughs) I mean, he would have had the reality stone and as silly as that sounds, I mean, the reality stone can do anything basically in reality. So all of a sudden he goes, I'm going to go to this reality where we're actually a movie. Excuse me, child. (laughs) I need this perfectly balanced. Yes. (laughs) Puts the little Legos, but they actually have the power of the (laughs) Infinity Stones, the little, like, studs. And we shall title it The Wacky Adventures of Thanos. (laughs) Part one. (laughs) Yes. Endgame comes Yes. My God. That'd be funny. But no, I, I know that the... The toys are bad as far as like spoiling things, but I've also seen that they've been, it's been said that uh, they reprinted a lot of the toys from infinity war. So not all of them would be spoilers, but I also yeah. didn't know that the, the Legos spoiled things so much. Cause I never pay attention to Legos. Yeah. I remember it like they'll, some websites will post articles saying like, Oh, this was spoiled. And it's usually around this time, like one or two months beforehand. So it's, in stores well before the movie comes out and then when the movie comes out it's just like off the shelves because so many kids want it so yeah yeah, you always got to be careful that same thing with like star wars a couple other like big properties they uh just got to be careful with the action figures and the toys and the legos and stuff but we're only what a month away month and a half i'm like preparing myself for the it's apparently also I know we talked the last week about the Game of Thrones season eight trailer. Uh-huh. And I could be wrong. I they just released that was some TV news. They released the run times of the six episodes, and the last two are like eighty minute episodes. Most of them are over an hour. And I think there's only one or two that are just under an hour by like a couple minutes. Uh not surprised at all. No, but where was I going with that? Um, Game of Thrones. Apparently, the one episode that comes out the weekend of the Avengers Endgame is supposed to be the hinted Winter Battle of Winterfell. So, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to physically or emotionally or mentally take that. The <laughs> fact that we'll be seeing Endgame on Thursday, and then that Sunday we'll be seeing the Battle of Winterfell. And let you know, some like both sides are gonna have casualties, so like you know, someone's gonna die that you care about. Like, I just I might be like unable to comprehend things, unable to to record because you'll just be emotionally damaged the entire time. Oh my gosh, can you imagine that? Game of Thrones will be on Sunday, so we're gonna have to record in between Avengers and Game of Thrones. I'll be a wreck. Oh my god, one after it on uh. Tuesday or it's going to be a, it's going to, it's going to be tough. 
You'll be unknowing on that when we release the episode. <laughs> yes, that's going to be crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's I know yeah, that there's little Game of Thrones. Yeah, and then there's a little bit more exciting Marvel news too. Oh, so excited! Yes, this just was announced yesterday when we're uh, the day before we're recording, but James Gunn is officially rehired for Guardians of the Galaxy three. And everyone is excited. I'm so thankful. So very thankful. What's crazy is they reported that months ago he actually was rehired. And I th- like they just didn't want to make the press release until now. There, there had to be something going behind the scenes why they didn't want to say it right away. Yeah, I think based on, you know, not to get too political, but the... Uh, basis behind the firing when it all came out i think if it was months ago say around the holidays it was still pretty recent after he got fired i think that was in like october or so so it was still relatively soon after yeah it was Uh, but then maybe they just wanted to wait until after captain marvel 2 with the uh with what was said with regard to Captain Marvel and her press release in like February, they just uh, wanted to wait till after everything was done and just say, Hey, just so you know, before Avengers comes out, we also got James Gunn back. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like try to spin some good news on them because of all the heat they've been getting recently. I'm excited. I mean, hopefully this, instead of the, sh- the movie being delayed anymore, they actually, re put it back into where it was supposed to be a lot to see about that i'm excited to see what happens with it though and what he what he does and if they're going to have adam warlock in it yeah i think because they teased adam like that's still his original goal but also think now he'll have so many more things to play with with the fox merger being well into effect by the time they restart up production for the movie so you know it could be still adam warlock but then he could throw in galactus or something much more cosmic something that we we haven't seen yet i don't think he'll throw in galactus because i have a feeling that's going to be the next big bad for the fate like phase four and onward like yeah like they have to introduce galactic in some big way and it can't i really can't see it being Guardians of the Galaxy 3, like you gotta do like the next Avengers movie, introduce Galactus, like, or something like that. Like, I don't know how to do it, but I wouldn't think they'll do it like they did with Avengers, the original Avengers and Thanos. Like, um, they'll have whatever the next threat is and then tease Galactus as they did Thanos. Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting. And, we're going to be speculating so hard coming up to Endgame about so what they hard. can do. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. But we're yeah, it's going to be a lot of speculation, like what what they do with Marvel after Endgame. And we're going to be talking about it a ton in April and everything like that. But I'm excited. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the discussion post Endgame. It'll be like three quarters of the discussion will be of the movie, obviously, and like what it uh, means for the future. But then the other like 25% of not just our discussion, but I think most discussions will be, all right, 
say whoever's dead is dead and you know thanos we just are i'm just you know guessing will be dead where do they go from here and that's going to be it's like it reminds me a lot of phase one when they were first setting this all up like hey what are they doing next like i think they're doing a thor movie and then it's like they would barely tease the next movie oh Um, yeah i i don't i don't know what they'll tease at the end of like infinity war 2 endgame but it's not going to be the next big villain. It's going to be something simple, probably. But I have to think it'll be it'll probably be Spider Man because that comes out like two or three months later. Maybe whatever's coming out in the spring of next year. It, yeah, I could see that more, like the Eternals or something like that. But we'll see. Plenty of time to speculate on that. Yes. So a lot of a lot of big things. Yeah. Uh, so our main topic for today, as we're really going over, you could say it's very long running news segment. Would you say, Joe? I your puns are always the best, Chris. Oh, thank you. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes, because we're talking today about long running TV shows. So today's gonna be a TV focused episode. Uh, so there's lots and lots. Now, clearly there are a lot of shows that have been on for a long time. We talk about nerdy, useless, useless topics. So while there are a lot of dramas and soap operas and news, uh, outlets and things such as that, you know, we're not going to really be focused on Grey's Anatomy or like some game shows or soap operas or law and order oh i wanted to talk about Grey's anatomy so much though it's like season i don't know something it just 22 passed. It, i don't know <laughs> i know i know it just jamie told me that it, it passed a record for longest prime time drama so, like something specific but but a big milestone oh but i so i was like well, I, that's good i've never seen one episode so i would know nothing you know it's a hospital drama i know what it is generally but i have no idea anything about it really it's a doctor show it has its moments but we will be talking about yes long-running tv shows so we're going to focus on ones that we really like and obviously know probably the most about compared to some other like nerdy shows Uh, so a couple questions joe what are some of the greatest long-running TV shows, in your opinion? That's <laughs> There's so much to choose from, man. I don't... That's difficult. So I'll go with a couple of my like childhood favorites because I have a figure that's, that's the best place to start. So Dragon Ball, I would say, is one of the best that I've seen... And obviously, like, it's a lot different now versus when I was a kid. When I was a kid, like, it all looked really cool. And them screaming for, like, 10 episodes was, like, the best thing in my life. Don't ask me why. I don't know why I thought that. But I did. And I loved seeing, like, Goku turn Super Saiyan 3 and all that stuff. But the show itself, like, was, I think it was, like, on for 11 years it started in 1986 in Japan, mind you. This is in, yeah. in, in the U.S. 
But it started in 1986 as Dragon Ball, just the original when Goku was a kid. And then it started in 1989 as Dragon Ball Z. And that went all the way to 1996. And then Dragon Ball, unfortunately, Dragon Ball GT came on. And that, <laughs> unfortunately, it was so bad. The only thing that was good about that show was the Super Saiyan 4s, but that's it. What about Saiyan Man? That was in Z, you fool. You fool, whatever. <laughs> Try to keep it PG, so I only get used to <laughs> one time of that word that yes. I wanted to use. <laughs> this is the PG 13 rule. You get one per episode. Yes. <laughs> um, so GT went from 1996 to 1997. This is all Japan time, as I've said. And then Dragon Ball Super came back in 2015. And that's that like quote unquote ended in 2018. But there's a lot of rumors that it's coming back. But that was one of the greatest shows because I really like it, it got me into just anime and just watching the fights. And it was greatly as a kid, it was really exciting to see like all these people do all these power ups, all these crazy fights, all these diff different moves and these stories while they were simple, they were f fun to follow because it, it, you follow from when Goku was a kid all the way to when he was an adult. And now that he has kids, you see how his life progresses and all that. So that was great to follow. And then obviously now super is going on. You, you see more of what's happens in the future. And I definitely have a different perspective of it now that I'm an adult versus when I used to watch it when I was a kid, but dragon ball was such a revolutionary anime. Like it's, everywhere even though it started in 1986 it's still huge it's well, probably one of the biggest it definitely is one of the biggest anime that there there is but that that's one of mine i can give you more unless you want to want to yeah, go no, that's that's fine a couple that i know um so if i had greatest long-running tv shows in my opinion i am so biased but one of my favorite great and i think greatest long-running tv shows is the simpsons i mean i grew up on this show and i know it's still going 30 plus seasons strong and i know it just got renewed again so i think it's going up to like 32 or 33 seasons it's gonna be that's at crazy least. i mean the whole now think like the voice cast was all in their roughly like 30s or so tw late 20s early 30s when this uh started they're all at least in their 50s and like 60s now follow and most are like that's some uh actors on the show that's all they do is just essentially this uh other ones like um you know, uh, Hank Azaria or Dan Castellaneta, mm -hmm. they do like a ton of different things, but a lot of voiceover stuff, but some of this, this is really all they do. It's 30 something years. They're getting paid like millions of dollars for each episode. That's crazy. Uh, but that's from a show front. I think story wise, some of the best stories, you know, they did, and it's just been a huge cultural impact everywhere i mean they have an area in universal studios like simpsons 
themed area of Simpsons land. It's Springfield. And you actually get to walk around. Uh, a few years ago, when my family went down to Disney and Universal, you know, I probably took less than 100 pictures on my phone in like all of Disney and most of Universal. I probably took around 300 pictures alone in Springfield because I was like every little thing. It was like a childhood dream come to life to walk around this fictitious place. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. I have never seen it. I that place before. I'd be curious about what what it's like. That that must be some experience when you went there. It was so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Simpsons. I think uh, and you know other great long running TV shows. Futurama, same creator of Matt Groening, uh, had a awesome very different because it was like canceled and brought back and then they had like the so many tv movies in between when it was officially brought back but that was just a great show as well like the uh you know they really make you care for these characters that are in uh, you know a thousand years in the future and all different ways of life and uh, you know th- throughout the universe all this it, stuff but it's and it was funny and then you had the dog episode so that got like uh, he was tugged yes. on your heartstrings, man. Yeah, and there's so many small things. Like, who um, in the premiere you can actually see, uh, oh goodness, what the monkey? I can't think of his. I'm having a brain fart now. I'm so upset. I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking there's about. There's I don't know why I can't know. think of it either. There's a yeah. I can't think of his name. He uh, there's an episode in like the one of the later seasons that shows the, how this monkey character actually went back in time and set up the whole show by making fry like trip in his chair and go into the frozen, uh, like carbonate machine. And if you actually go back and watch the original pilot, you could see the like shadow of the monkey as he sits down and it's like under the table. So some, they hinted at from the beginning. Oh yeah, Gunter was is the name. Gunther found it, but that's that's crazy. I never even noticed that at all. Honestly, I remember seeing that and and definitely rewatching it later. But when I first saw it and they revealed like that, it was all set set up in the beginning how he influenced it. That was that was awesome, and that was a good ending. It, the show had a good ending in my opinion, but yeah, I also think like one, one of the other shows that is really good. Obviously there's, there's South park who, yes. who's been, who's been running since, I don't know, since I was 97. Yeah, I was little. So that, that show has been going on forever and they always, the thing that's really good about them is that they always like tackle all these issues that people are afraid to talk about and they, they give their two cents and they don't care about anything that anyone has to say about it. They just, they go in it to be funny, but also give their opinions on it too, which I actually really admire. Yeah. They try to stay uh, as unbiased as possible. 
I remember them saying in like many commentaries on their DVDs saying, uh, they're like, yeah, we're not really like, you know, to the left or to the right. We just like, like making fun of everyone. I was like, well, that's nice. They, they're like, everyone sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. They pick on everyone. Yes. Like Al Gore, all, all that stuff. They did one episode this season or it was like a two or three parter where they were apologizing to Al Gore because it was like after <laughs> uh, some information came out about global warming and like it, they're like, oh, we're sorry. Man Bear Pig was real. We we should have listened. And he's like, oh, and like a whole episode is devoted to them, like apologizing to him. And he won't help until they like all apologize because <laughs> he's so like selfish about it. And <laughs> I, I will be honest. Like I obviously I don't watch that show like every day or every week now that a new one comes out like I used to. But that's kind of the thing with long running TV shows is that you can come back to them. Some of them you can come back to them and just still it, find it funny and you don't have to know like everything that's in the plot with, with some of these yeah. to be able to appreciate the episode. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, the Simpsons has been on forever. You can watch an episode and be like, Oh, this is a new episode. This is the same storyline that's been done ten <laughs> times over, but it's still funny or it's still good. Something that keeps you like watching, maybe not coming back every single week or watching it live, but you're like, hey, this is on. I'll I'll watch it. This is still funny, and yeah, like South Park's. They've all uh, another one we I was gonna bring up was like for more like kid friendly. But I mean, this also came out. This came out in '99. I still remember watching the first episode. But SpongeBob and another show, oh, Family yeah. Guy, both came out in 1999. Uh, but SpongeBob was. Uh, like this hilarious, annoying character with like the most outrageous episodes. It fit into like when you see some old Nickelodeon stuff that was like really out there, like Rocco's Modern Life, some and around the SpongeBob, like Cat Dog. You know, some people think, oh, why is this stuff on? You think now, like Cartoon Network, some of the shows that are on that, you're like, man, this stuff is so like weird. And it led into this whole culture, like the that kids are really into now of like just outrageous, ridiculous shows. And they're like, man, this must've just started or so like, when did this happen? It's like, look back at like some of the shows that were on in the nineties. Like, <laughs> it's, it was a very uh, easy transition. I think you see some episodes of SpongeBob and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> the nineties were an interesting time, man. They were, yeah. the, the stuff was so different like you had this fun job like you said that was this, this craziness that it had in it and then you had like hey arnold which was like the guy hardly talked but it but you had crazy helga who had a gum like trying <laughs> yeah, to arnold <laughs> it was like a very yeah weird relationships and like all the friends and they like flesh out all the characters god that was another good show that was short -lived. it really was it um, was too short-lived yes compared to like all these shows i think it was probably on for a couple of years probably like four or five seasons uh but then yeah yeah um uh, family guy you know that's that's up there i think similar 
vein of Simpsons and South Park. And, you know, South Park hated the show. They did a two-parter when I when we were in high school about, you know, Cartoon Wars, about how they hate Family Guy. <laughs> and they're like, it's not funny. They just pick, like, random pop culture things and just make a joke out of it. And uh, I completely <laughs> agree. Like, it, it's just something that's it was different, especially at the beginning. I think over time it became much more cynical. I found myself watching it like so much less uh, to the point where like, if it's on, I don't really watch it. Uh, and some of the gags too. I, one of the last ones I remember was years ago, but it was like Peter's father-in-law is trying to make him mad and he's sitting on a bench and he's like, Oh, you like that bench? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to go destroy it. And he comes back with like a forklift and the next like minute and a half, he tries to, and he succeeds in like uprooting this from the cement and turning it over. But it was a minute and a half, roughly. And I was like, "What the hell is go-? like? This isn't like it's not funny. Like I get the joke that they're trying to go for, but it just it didn't land with me. And there's so much more of that, and just really dark jokes now. I was like, hey, it's you know." I like other shows that do it better. Yeah, I mean, I would say out of all like the big comedy shows that are on, that Family Guy actually died out the the most or the most easiest for me too because I I don't pay attention to it anymore either because it is exactly like you're saying they always recycle the same jokes over and over again and then when they want to make a big deal out of something they just drag it on for far too long like the whole the whole Meg joke, how everyone hates her, that 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 gets old after a while. And, you know, this, some of the Simpsons stuff gets old too. But I don't know why, but always South Park. I've paid attention to the Simpsons a little bit, but South Park definitely has always kept my interest. Just they seem to throw, like, throw variety in there, even though they then recycle some jokes as well like the whole killing kenny and stuff but somehow they still managed to make that somewhat funny at some points yeah i think you know uh, it's they've tried since season 19 so i think it was like three or four years ago now i think they're they just finished their 22nd season so yes yeah season 19 really tried to do like the like the serialized or yeah, serialized format instead of episodic where it was like one storyline throughout. And it was like very light. And that was, I think successful overall. They tried to cram it all together at the very last episode, which was kind of a mess, but each one had like something that tied into something that happened before 20, they doubled down and it was like not great. And same with 21, but one of the problems when they've said was they were not expecting Trump to win the presidency and Garrison was in for Trump essentially changed everything because they were going along the line of like Bill Clinton and something like Bill. they were going to do like a Bill Clinton, Bill Cosby joke or something like that. And they had to completely change the whole storyline because of what happened. So it's like a double-edged sword of, they, because they're do they do that seven day turnaround from like starting an episode on Thursday and then airing it the following Wednesday like that's unheard of oh yeah it's, you know besides like live action stuff like 
you know, Saturday Night Live, which is another long-running TV show for more than 40 years. Um, and I think both South Park and SNL have that. It, sometimes they're really funny because of how relevant everything is because of the pop culture. And other times, like, they have episodes or skits that just flop and just aren't that great. Yeah, I you can't go 20 or 40 years without having some bad times or even like bad, like whole season runs or so in there. It's just like to keep a show like that going, it's impossible not to have some pitfalls, especially because your demographic changes, the, the news changes, the world around you changes and you have to be willing to adjust to that. I think like yeah. th- there are two, at least for me, there are two main ways that I keep watching a show. If it's like like comedy or like to where they still change some stuff up and obviously the story doesn't have to be super important to to it, but I can still get jokes and they actually keep it relevant and it's not the same recycled thing 10,000 times over. And then the other part is if it's a really, really good story that keeps continuing throughout the years which is really hard to do like especially if you're younger or really hardly any age like for example naruto is something i used to watch too that came out in 2002 and the anime ended as as far as naruto shippuden that ended in 2017 i want to say so that was 15 years. <laughs> and from that time, I went from being a, a teenager almost to an adult. So like that's like it's a long stretch of time. And like, obviously, I changed a lot during that period of time. So t- I still got sucked in because Naruto was kind of there was always like these little mysteries and you want to see how the story ended. You want to see it every week. Like, who was this organization, like Akatsuki? Like, who were these people that were trying to take over? Who was this guy? There was this villain named Toby. You wanted to figure out who he was. Like, Naruto was, story-wise, the first series that made me actually watch the subtitled version of it instead of the English dub because the English dub was so bad. And I wanted to watch it right away. And then it got me into reading the manga because I I quickly finished catching up to, to the anime when it came out. And then I, I realized that there was something called manga that was way ahead of it and I could read it. So I did that and I got to, to watch or read about the story well ahead of time. And it was just, it had pitfalls. It definitely did like, there were some inconsistencies and in everything, but I wanted to know like the certain mysteries that had been laid out throughout the years and it took them a while to get to them. And, and it just, it kept me hooked somehow. Yeah. I think, you know, just the way a lot of these shows are written is just, you know, that kind of answers the question of, you know, how, you know, what makes you keep watching them. And it really is just the writing and the characters, uh, you know, we think of Naruto, Dragon Ball, Simpsons, Futurama, SpongeBob, South Park, 
all of these shows have such a wide cast of characters and because they've been on so long, you know, it's not just the same characters every episode. South Park started with a focus on the four boys and now, you know, you have 30 characters, 50 characters in town that, you know, you all know and after, uh, you know, you get a, they all seem like fully developed characters. Simpsons has, you know, they've, they've done whole episodes on characters so obscure. Like the one character was a joke for the first like 10, 15 years. Gil, who was just a down on his luck (laughs) salesman. And he was just so just bad luck happened to him all the time. And they did a whole episode about how he's like a freeloader in their house, a full episode devoted to Gil. And it was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) He stays there for a year and they kick him out. And then he's actually like, they do a quick montage of him, like moving back in and and they're like, and then a year later and they get rid of him. (laughs) Like, Oh, shucks. Oh, Gil's at it again. Oh, Gil. Like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of different shows, a lot of different variety that will give you different reasons to watch. It's just about how they present it. And if it is important to you, if, if the topic is really, I guess, just it speaks to you in a sense. Yeah. So, Joe, question for you. Okay. Yes. Are, do you think certain genres are better suited to be long running like that last longer. Uh, and it doesn't mean like through reruns, but like these shows all either are still on the air or were on the air for a long time. Um, so, I mean, obviously we're talking about a lot of comedies, but do you think there is like a genre that is better suited for it? So this is going to sound repetitious, because we've talked about it a lot. Good work. But, oh, thank you. I, I, I use my SAT vocab sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I honestly do think that it's comedy is the easiest form of show, genre of show, so to speak, that you can have that can be long running. Because... If you aim your comedy at what is currently happening in the world, then it always stays relevant depending on how you present your jokes. So if you constantly recycle a certain theme or a topic, yes, people are going to get get like really like fed up with your show because they don't want to keep seeing the same thing over and over again. But you have with the way the world is set up, like you have stuff to go off of all the time and stuff that is particular to what's happening around you. For example, like every four years you have a a new president presidential election to start making fun of all these people that are running for president. SNL does it. South park does it like the good comedy shows know how to do it. Well, and then you have current events that are happening like this big college scandal with, everyone like paying money to get their kids into college that's comedy gold so i really think that if you can stay current and if you can make it to where your show doesn't sound repetitious comedy has the easiest time but they also 
like you mentioned with South Park, have a hard time because your show, the time that you have to develop these shows, each show is short because people have a very short attention span and you want to make the jokes about what's currently happening in the news as soon as possible. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's the best way to put it. I think some shows depends. One of the biggest things is writing. Uh, so I think, you know, we said we weren't going to really talk about dramas. I think some shows and you see them the most, it's the hospital dramas, the crime dramas are also well suited because, you know, crime dramas and hospital dramas can both fit into things that are happening in the world. You know, you see, um, what was it like, you know, law and order was known for taking stories that were in the news, like the real news and out of the headlines. I remember USA had a marathon, one of their many marathons of law and order SVU. And it was the rip from the headlines marathon. And it was like, here's an episode about a, like not Michael Jackson, but someone who's basically him who like has a lot of money and has like a whole like kid thing. And it's like, Oh, well he, he, uh, you know, abuse this one person. And so it's like, this is, this is what's happening. Or, you know, mm-hmm. people like more recently, um, you know, things on like Craigslist or something like uh, Tinder, things like going wrong through that or, or ride share. And they have that stuff uh, happening or, you know, different, different uh, things are happening, happening in the country or around the world. So it's just like comedy. They can make a joke about, it. I think those that can react to it, in a more realistic way also benefit from these, you know, as long running TV shows, because as things change, they are able to adapt their show. Um, so I think that's another, but I think, yeah, best suited though is probably comedy because, you know, people are always looking for something funny to kind of, you know, make their day a little better and, you know, just find its niche of whatever the type of show is. And, that's it. Yeah. I I would definitely agree with you as far, far as the drama goes, too. I didn't even think about that. You can keep it on, like, current topics. I do get impressed with some of these shows that have certain storylines but aren't necessarily about, like, real-world things, like the, the mangas, or, I'm sorry, the anime shows like Naruto and Dragon Ball that, really don't have anything to do with the outside world. They just keep their own little story flowing. And I would assume those are more rare, even though having a show that runs 15 plus years is rare in any sense. But having those type of shows that just focus on a specific storyline or a specific evolution of a character is different because they just go from like Dragon Ball, for example, from Goku being one like a kid into like villains he's fought throughout his until adulthood. So that's, that's difficult to do to keep people interested in that kind of thing. Yeah. Last question. And I have a a lot of thoughts here. Okay. Uh, What are some shows that should have ended earlier? So, uh, you know, there's been lots of shows and I have all different ones, not just like ones that we've talked about, uh, but I have a few. What are 
some shows that you know that you think should have ended earlier. It could be they shouldn't have gone past their first season. They should have done everything except their last season. Any any sort of combination. But what should have ended earlier? Or if it's still going on, you know, when should it have ended? Uh, I'm really curious about what you think. What you think of my answer? Okay, because, because you know this show very well. This was actually a show that was very influential to us in college. I was okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's probably on my list too. How I Met Your Mother. I love that show. It is one of my favorites. I got in trouble because it is. I had if I had to pick one, I said The Simpsons because it was through my whole life, probably the most influential show. But for the time of like high school and college, How I Met Your Mother was and still is one of my favorite shows. I completely agree. When do you think it should have ended? Oh, that's it's so difficult to to say. Um. Really, the and I don't know seasons off the top of my head, but yeah, but like once they got into the the Barney Robin marriage and them all prepping for that, that they started really losing me fast with that one. Yes, it, is that yes. is that roughly where you would say or or earlier? Yeah. So, uh, season nine took place over the uh, one weekend. That was tough. Uh, the whole season, and there was for a lot of reasons. The whole season was rough. Um, yes. The finale too is like usually uh, universally not liked because they in, they basically have Ted meet the mother, and they kill her off. And the alternate ending was much better and much more like poetic. And I stand by that as the official ending. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, go online and search How I Met Your Mother alternate ending. It is so awesome. It summarizes the whole show in a happy, positive way and just ends there. It um, ends things so much better than it, the original yes. ending. I can't because yes. you have all this time that you're you're building up the mother. And what they did to it at the original ending was atrocious. Yeah, it was it was a shame. I think like, and it's, it's tough. Cause I have another one on my list. That I think I want your opinion for, but I, th- I have the same kind of argument. I think like there are some good episodes in seasons. There was nine seasons, right? So uh-huh. uh, there were some good episodes in season nine. There were some good episodes in season eight and season seven. I think if they stopped at the end of season six, season six had like a really like strong, a lot of strong episodes. Uh, one of the biggest ones that I remember was Marshall's dad dying. And then uh, that was right. That was the winter finale. So then you had to wait like a month to see what happened afterwards. That was such like just powerful episode. Really, really good. Um, and yeah. I think it ends season six ends with the news that Marshall and Lily are play are pregnant and, what was it Ted? Like you find out a little bit more about the mother and stuff, but I think like that would have been a much better way to, to end it there. There are some really strong ones in season seven. One of my favorite parts of season seven, it was so sad at the time. And I remember being just like choked up. Um, both Barney is dating uh, someone and Robin is dating someone. Robin's dating. Um, who was that? Cal Penn of, Harold and Kumar. Yeah. And, and he was the, uh, he was the doctor. I think the, the shrink, the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist. Yes. Um, yes, he was. And there was an episode where they both say they, they love each other 
and they're going to break up with their respective boyfriend and girlfriend to be with each other. And Barney is actually in like this really healthy relationship. And the girl he's with, he's proved to her that he like wants to be with her and he meets her parents and he, he breaks it off. He doesn't like run away. He does like, he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And they're supposed to meet at the bar at McLaren's at like whatever time. And then he shows up there and Robin walks in and then like, you know, future Ted, the narrator uh, chimes in and says, and that was the longest second of uncle Barney's life. And they've literally like freeze the screen. Cause Robin walks in and then like a couple steps behind her is her boyfriend. She just, he looks at her, she shakes her head. No, meaning like it's not going to be, and everything freezes. And then he just like kind of sits there for a second. It's like, on the verge of breaking down. It was so sad. Then it's a gut punch even more because he leaves uh, and Ted's not feeling good. So he leaves and goes upstairs to the apartment and that's where Robin lived because the show and Ted just sees Barney in the apartment and he had laid out like roses and all this stuff for her, like this grand romantic gesture and it was just, and no words were said. It just like, they look at each other and he just throws it all out. Like it was so upsetting. Um, but yes, yeah. I think getting rid of the last two seasons would be perfectly fine. I, I could see that the thing is, and maybe you don't like this, but I kind of like the idea and maybe they could have put this episode somewhere else is the, the, final page episode from season eight. Do you remember that? That was basically the episode where Barney proposed to Robin. Yes, 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 yes. I do remember that now. Yeah. It was in the, uh, the playbook. That was, yeah. yeah, I, I thought like, I really liked that episode. I liked, like you mentioned before, like Barney went through this break, breakup. Like he, he was in a good spot with, this this one girl he was dating in season seven, then they broke it up. I liked it to where then Barney matured more and he wanted to to be with Robin and eventually like he went through this cycle of like figuring out if that's what he really wanted to do if he wanted to settle with her and then that episode just giving it to where he he was like okay I figured out what I wanted to do. And he proposes to Robin and it was like one of the best episodes to me. Like I I love that episode. And really, I think if they would have put it there and made Ted, like you, you, we all knew all along that Ted wasn't going to go with Robin or at least, well, not all along. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) We speculated for the most part that the mother wouldn't be Robin. And if you would have had it and at the final page where Barney proposes to Robin, they get together, maybe Ted in defeat, like goes, goes somewhere like train station or wherever he wanted to go. And then meets a a woman like the mother there. And you can spin it as out of defeat. He actually wound up meeting the mother and then, they they stay together instead of what they did. And then Barney stays with Robin instead of you having to see them go through this whole Barney setting up the marriage and like the wedding and all that nonsense. So you have those two get together. 
Ted finds who he really loves, and then Marshall and Lily have their kid, then it's like, I thought that would be a great way to end it. Yeah, all six, because the mother included, like, at McLaren's all happy in their own ways, and like, man, that would have been, yeah, that's another good way to end it. Yeah. Um, another one I thought, and very similar, because um, that's one off my list, was The Office, another one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Mine um, too, for sure. And it's different because but I love The Office, I love Parks and Rec, I am still watching i need to watch the new season of the good place another one of the similarly created shows that's another good one but i would not change you know sometimes i would skip the first season of the office or parks and rec but i think parks and rec got better each season the finale season i thought was going to be terrible it was one of my favorites the office on the other hand started so strong well especially in the second season and yes, like many people said, as soon as Michael left, it really changed. I think I liked how they had the little like turnover of, you know, Will Ferrell was there. They had the whole interview process with all these big comedians uh, trying to be the new boss. And then season eight, which had Robert California, uh, <laughs> Mr. Ultron himself uh, yes. as the boss. And and season nine had. What was it? Andy was just Andy was still the manager, but Dunder Mifflin was bought back by um, David Wallace. So it was like kind of back to the old way. But then season nine had the whole like Jim and Pam drama featuring the camera crew. And there's like all these different problems they had to kind of create. And they had a couple of new guys and drama with Aaron and Andy like there was so much, there was still like funny episodes and even like some bad episodes that had still really funny parts in them. But I think, uh, overall and still like the last three episodes of season nine, the assistant to the assistant regional manager or manager or arm <laughs> as Dwight says, uh, and the finale are still incredible. Uh, but I think it could have ended two seasons even if they didn't do two seasons even just cutting back to one more season past michael uh, and just kind of combining the best of both season eight and nine would have been better but you know it's you know i still when i rewatch the show i still watch all the way through to season the end of season nine i don't stop when michael leaves but it definitely does change and it's more of a like kind of slug to get through your thoughts yeah no i would agree like season eight and nine were definitely the worst parts of the office besides the last couple episodes of season nine, you can't end season like the office on season seven, because that's a really sad note (laughs) to end it on with Michael leaving. So I, I would agree with you. If you add something to season, like season eight, I, I was not a fan of will ferrell to be honest with you when he came on for the, and, like three or four episodes yeah and i wasn't and it that, seems like longer it did it seemed like an eternity i don't know why but it did and then i wasn't too big of a fan of robert california i i could stand him but I, that and that one british lady i could not could, oh, could yes. not do. nelly bertram 
Yeah, she was one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, she was like my least. Like, I would have done season eight to where, like, they started to do to where each employee that was there from the beginning was acting as the manager in in some way. And you have a couple episodes where each, each character gets, gets the shine creed and (laughs) Phyllis and everyone. One of my favorite like creed moments is when he's put in charge. I don't remember for what reason, but they do it by seniority and, creed's in charge it's only like as a joke for like half an episode or something or an episode or two but it's like uh i think it was like the opener before the theme song and you just see him and he's up there and he has like an anagram spelled out he's like (laughs) oh body oh body what are we doing making anagrams what does b stand for let's let's shout him out and someone's like business i like it or He's like calling a meeting and no one's in the room. And he's like, all right, this side, I want Jim, Pam, Elroy, uh, <laughs> like Ron, like people that aren't even in the show or don't work there anymore. And Jim just walks by and he's like, he never even called a meeting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Creed is, uh, I would love to see more of just Creed in charge because then Pam, like her part of that episode was like, all right, let me not have this like burn the business down he's trying to get rid of clients yeah and she's pretending to be the clients that would have been like to have that go a couple more episodes i think would have been funny a whole season no but a couple more episodes yeah well yeah don't make a whole season on creed and then like you said of just doing you know then they switch him out and then like stanley gets put put in charge and he just like either hates it or maybe he loves it at first because he could just do his puzzles and nap. And then like he actually has realizes he has responsibilities and hates the responsibility. Yeah. So then he assigns like Phyllis and then Phyllis makes it like hell for Angela, but then it actually makes a hell for everyone because she's secretly not a not a pleasant person sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. And then you could have like one of the last episodes Toby is there and he becomes the manager <laughs> and Michael, this is how you bring Michael back. Michael hears about this and he comes storming <laughs> back. Yes. Oh, that would be funny. And, and then they have their wedding and then, and everything just ends and everyone got their, their shine in the last season, but you didn't have that God awful, like, Andy storytell with what happened and then all the random people that weren't a part of the show to begin with. Yeah. The, there, there's so much focus on Nellie and Aaron and Pete's relationship in season nine. Yes. Pete or plop Dwight jr. Like, and I like, at least in the finale, they weren't really a major part. I mean, Nellie was given like, uh, a semi-major part in the finale but both pete and dwight jr like after the panel in the beginning of the finale they were just like not even seen really yeah and how it should be like the characters that deserve the most shine were the characters that you got invested in instead of the characters Mm -hmm. that you just saw for like a season or so yeah doesn't doesn't matter but yeah i i think we had a well we had at least pretty much two similar things yeah, 
And the last one, I'm not even going to like bring because it's just been talked about forever more than The Simpsons, I think. Simpsons is it's just like universal, like, oh, it should have stopped after season, you know, seven, eight, nine, around there. That's definitely the golden age. That should have stopped a long time ago. I love it. I still watch some of the like new episodes every once in a while, but I think, though, a stronger candidate more so than The Simpsons. It's only been on for nine seasons, but it should have stopped like five years ago. And that is The Walking Dead. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it should have. I, I mean, there's not much that needs to be said about it, no. but it's just... I, I, Yeah, I don't think there is. It's just, it's died down since the, the governor and all that stuff. Yeah, it was so good. It really was. I, I'm sad that it's not great anymore, but... Not every show succeeds, so. Nope. Oh, well. Yeah. But if you guys have anything that you think should end early, just feel free to let (laughs) us know. Don't say. Because we will will reach out to our friends in Hollywood to cut those shows. Yes. We know very important people. Because we have all the friends in the world. All the friends in the world. <laughs> I'll speak yes. to Jennifer Lawrence myself. Yes, yes, <laughs> she is a close friend of us, and Shaquille O'Neal. She ate... Yeah, and Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yes, yes. If either of them ever said that they listened to us, we would be yes. forever grateful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we will gladly have you on the show as a guest. So please, please let, you know, let us know. Yes. Email us at hotmail or myspace.com. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're done with this craziness, nuts. we, the, yes, it's nuttiness. <laughs> we, we can go into something really quick that's really fun, which is this is the first time we're actually doing this on one of our broadcast shows. So, yes. So this is our little fun thing at the end, which we're a versus battle this week. Chris and I like to keep these short and simple. Like here, we're not going to put in a ton of math or anything like that. Like there are take a far too long. B, we want to make this fun and not like have to go into the, the science behind this, even though I can. And Chris very w- much knows I can. Yes, <laughs> but we, I mean, we, yes, we can always Shoot us an email if you want more information, and we would definitely, uh, you know, definitely expand upon this. But you know, just to keep it short but fun, yeah, we are going to do a versus battle. So we picked two characters, and we just pit them against each other, either as a battle to the death or just some sort of, you know, there needs to be a clear victor, whether it's just by beating them or killing them, whatever it is. But there needs to be a winner. And they're yeah. in typically a neutral location. Uh, but we, because we picked long standing TV shows, we picked two characters from very long standing TV shows. Yep. So I am taking the side of Bender. And I am taking the side of a character from The Simpsons. But no, it is not Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, or the, you know, any uh, other Simpsons family members. No, I'm going with Professor John Frink. And you see, 
So Chris, I will just give you some behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> I, I obviously Bender's from Futurama. Chris and I briefly talked about like what we would do, and he's like, "Oh, I'll do, I'll do the Simpsons." Me being who I am, thinking that he means the the main cast of the Simpsons because <laughs> the, the Simpsons didn't specify. I was like, "Okay, I'll." I can do a Futurama character. And then he comes up right before recording, like, oh, I didn't mean them. <laughs> so this is going to be mean, fun. The show, The Simpsons. I'll pick someone from The Simpsons. The, I'll yeah. pick The Simpsons versus that, Bender. It was not. I was like, Joe, you just Bender? Well, yeah, I think they would just, like, if it was the whole group against, you know, if it was all of Planet Express against The Simpsons, they would just be killed. Why would it be? I didn't say The Simpsons. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so I got really confused. <laughs> and so now this is not what I expected, but we're going to have some fun with this. So yes. please, Chris, tell us about Professor Frank. Okay, so Professor Frank, he is like Springfield's like mad scientist. He's actually based on uh, the nutty professor uh, and his just a uh, Appearance and his voice is based on Jerry Lewis's Nutty Professor, not the, uh, um, goodness, the one from the 90s. Uh, so, Professor Frank, though, he is a genius. Uh, he is the head, or he is a member of Mensa. He has a IQ of 197. He had an <laughs> IQ of 199, but then he gets hit in the head and <laughs> he loses two points of his IQ. Um he is a college professor at Springfield Heights Institute of Technology. So you could figure out that anagram. Uh, his <laughs> catchphrase is Glavin, and it's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has invented many, many things uh, from, you know, the 77X42 Super Sour Ball that can make your mouth implode to hamburger earmuffs. Yes, he figured out the pickle matrix. So <laughs> that is just a little brief history of Professor Frink. So, Joe, tell me about your person. Well, I have Bender, obviously, from Futurama, who... Oh, so he's not even a person. No, he is a loudmouth, drinking... Somehow cigar smoking robot. <laughs> and definitely nice. my favorite character from Futurama. Fun fact. Other than being called Bender, he, he is actually Bend Unit 22. Facts, ah. you can look them up. So he is the best bending unit. But actually, he was meant to not. Well, he he's really deformed. Well, not deformed. He's not the best bending unit. He, he's one that was really tossed away, but he's just, he's a loud mouth. He's very egotistical. Like I said, he drinks, he smokes. His catchphrase for if we're giving out catchphrases yes. is bite my shiny metal ass. One of the best <laughs> catchphrases that there, that there is. And Bender it really, will... It really is. Yeah. So Bender will do whatever he has to to win. He, he will cheat, steal... He's got this like little compartment in his chest that's basically infant storage or it does infinite things. It's really funny in the show. Like he's cooked with it. He's stored light and all sorts of things in it. It's so funny. And 
He's been in the show. He's been Giant Bender. That that had one of my lines, favorite lines in it. It was like, now I'm big. Now I want big cereal or something like that. It was great. And then he's had nano benders. And he's he's fueled by alcohol. So <laughs> he's just he's a hilarious character. He will do what he has to to win, and he will find means any means he can to win. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. So I think Professor Frank would win. Now, as a physical altercation, <laughs> no. You know, Bender would, you know, he's a essentially like a cyborg robot. He would crush or kill or destroy Professor Frank. Uh, but Professor Frank is essentially similar uh, to Tony Stark. He is very. Uh, prepared he has all these inventions at hand uh for example uh he one has his trusty robot dog that could attack bender (laughs) to slow him down uh the only issue he does have one invention it's a sarcasm detector and that would go (laughs) off the charts with bender uh in the episode they he uh chose the sarcasm detector the comic book guy who speaks very sarcastically says, Oh, a sarcasm detector. That's real helpful. The sarcasm <laughs> is so thick that it makes the machine explode. So in this it's definitely going to explode with Bender. So he is not going to have that near him. Uh, yes. Uh, so one thing he has uh, various means of transportation. He has a hover bike. He has a car, uh, that can uh, appear the what is it the Francosonic MHV? I think just the the fact alone that he he would be able to outthink and outmaneuver Bender to the point where he would be able to trap him in an area where he wouldn't be able to get his fuel, uh, and then he would just be able to kill Bender, or you know by just placing. I know his antenna can be cut off in one very uh, amusing episode <laughs> where Bender uh, so you know there I think there's just so many more ways that Frank is able to stop because also uh, I don't think Bender has ever what officially killed a human I don't in any episode. I don't. I don't remember him like a, doing it. No, nah, because the he's dueled, obviously, and in this situation, it doesn't have to be killing Professor Frank. But essentially, I think that's going to be the only thing that will stop Professor Frank, uh, because he will just take Bender, and I don't. He will not kill Bender, but he will win in that he is going to turn Bender into one of his inventions. Uh, but it's not going to be bad. I think Professor Frank is going to realize that he is, you know, misunderstood and he's going to set him up with the, uh, what was it? The uh, Frankie X seven computer. That's what it was. Yes. Which, uh, tells you the secret to life is love. And it's actually only (laughs) looking for love. So he's going to try to hook it up with Bender, but Bender is going to see right through this and just be like, 
bite my shiny metal ass. But then he will see uh, his one uh, very funny invention, the uh, Gambletron 2000. And that will pique Bender's interest because Bender is known for his gambling. So I think Frank's got so many things to distract him and easily figure out a way to just stop him to the point where he will use Bender as an ally. But, you know, it's going to be, uh, yeah, the fact that Frank will would win. So I think that Bender, A, he's going to definitely like carry alcohol in him on him with <laughs> with in his little compartment area. So he'll have fuel there to begin to begin with because Bender's very much an alcoholic, so he's going to keep it on him. And he's going to he has the quickest means to stop stop the professor because obviously his arms stretch out. So if if he thought about it, like he could stretch stretch out and like surprise the professor and knock out knock him out really quick if he wanted to. <laughs> I like and he could try like Bender, knowing Bender, he's going to to try to intrigue the professor in some way, making some bet with him, saying like he did like he did with Calculon in their little duel. Like yeah. they how Calculon and him decided that, you know, you take certain steps, you go, and then you you, you fight. In in that episode, Bender just shot the laser well before Calculon was expecting it. Yes. And he totally like Calculon actually like he lost half of his body. And then this actually brought back something to me. Bender actually, he has definitely killed people because that laser is shown to go through buildings and some guy at when they were doing the whole, how it was the laser actually traveling. It like, circled the planet or something it was funny but so bender like they may have not ever shown bender like bending someone to death (laughs) (laughs) but he's definitely he has killed people just they haven't outright shown it i think there was an episode too where he he brought down the building and fry was supposed to be in it so he had intended to to kill fry so he has the capability of doing it but I think Bender, he, he's not the type that goes outright trying to ki- like kill someone or fight someone like by fair means. He's going to try to intrigue the professor with some futuristic technology that he has on them. Like he'll do something stupid, stupid, like, oh, look, my my finger turns to a lighter. Some something funny. Um <laughs> And and the pr- professor is going to get wowed, and he's just going to take out his gun and shoot him really quick, or something like that. And then, or he can breathe fire. He's de- he's been shown to do that, or he has laser eyes, or he can blind him. Blender has sometimes been shown to have like basically do these strobe lights for like parties. So if he blinds them, he'll he'll be able to he'll be able to hit him really quick with something. I think that Bender's going to find a way to trick him because Bender's also not an idiot. He's not the, the smartest B 
being in the universe for sure, but it's been shown in some of the episodes. He like a couple, one of them at least that I can remember. He actually wound up conquering Earth. It was it was a funny episode, but he's not completely stupid. He's he's smart in the sense that he's capable of playing on people's how do I say this on people being naive. So it's interesting though. But like I said, I think because of professor Frank being one of the smartest people on earth, I think he would still for in that sense, I think he would still win the one fact though, is, you know, you say he would try to, you know, and I think Bender would try if he's like, Oh, you're trying to you know, duel me or something like that. You're trying to best me. Let me uh, distract you. Well, you know, one thing Professor Frank has at just the you know push of a button in his lab coat is a time machine. It's used as a joke in the show, but he is shown to be able to go into any point of the past and the future. So at that point, <clears throat> he can essentially either go back to before this battle begins or go to the future to make sure that Bender is not... <laughs> the bender that he is supposed to be. And he is just a normal unit, not a defect in the best possible way that we get in Futurama. So <laughs> I think there's that. I, if there I, was, I guess, but go ahead. If there was though, you know, I think even if there was no, okay, he's not going to use the time travel. He has the ability, but if uh, bender tried to show him something, I think, you know, he would either be, just wanting to document it or something like that. His scientific mind would be interested, but he would do so. Uh, there's been, you know, he says in itchy and scratchy land, you know, chaos theory shows that robots will rise up against their masters. And he is prepared for that through uh, both a personal uh, protection uh, suit that he, uh, that can appear out of his bow tie which he's always wearing or as a full building, his uh, security system. So even if, uh, you know, if Bender, uh, if he was able to just at least defend himself by just essentially pushing his bow tie, then he would be safe until he gets to his uh, house or lodging, whatever, by taking his hover bike that goes, you know, essentially like the speed of light. Uh, mm -hmm. He gets to the house and he has this like super, uh, you know, he, he would be it's like a stronghold. If Bender made the assumption to go there or if Frank was able to essentially just do that and escape and then Bender was like dead set on finding him and, and beating him. Uh, the one thing that would just destroy Bender, he would, uh, you know, use his brief knowledge of Bender and at least try to distract him by giving him uh, one of his lady bots, which would definitely distract Bender, not kill him or defeat him, but just distract him long enough that uh, Frank, because yes, Bender would definitely be all over the lady bot. Uh, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Frank would just shoot him with his acid shooting ray. It looks like a giant digging machine with this giant ray gun looking thing on top and it would just disintegrate bender that's curious i'm 
I mean, I guess if you played the long game, yes. But Bender definitely has hacks too. Like he's been able he's been able to transform to giant Bender, do have nano benders. It one episode, there's bit there it was I forget the episode name, but Bender got a photo of this guy named Langdon Cobb. And every living creature he ever showed the photo to, their soul was removed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if if you use like the silly things that this show has done, <laughs> <laughs> which yes, of course, then he could a... like really quickly take the photo, stretch out his arms and show the professor the the photo and thus the professor no longer has his soul. <laughs> so I think it's really it's a possibility. I think, like you said, all these like long games, what ifs, I think the most realistic scenario for this very unrealistic combination (laughs) and show from the same creator for both of the, so it would like this, I'm sure would be a crossover at some point because I mean, Simpsons is still going on. Uh, He has a matter transporter. So I think the first thing he would do is he would see like upon seeing Bender just, shoot him with the matter transporter and that would transport him back to this like secure um like pod almost like in futurama i think it's you know it is probably like if i pulled up an image it's probably the same exact image because it's the same type of show um but bender would be in one of these pods uh and, and frozen in stasis he could still talk but he's just there and frank wouldn't in that sense, he would win because he like has possession of him. But Frank would just be completely enamored by them and he uh, by Bender and just want to study him and see all the cool things he would do. And he probably would let him go just to see what he would do and like try. <laughs> so I think realistically, Frank would win because he would just transport him away and then Frank would lose because in that sense because he would let him out because his curiosity and scientific mind would want to know more so short answer frank would win (laughs) long answer it could be any of the different combinations of ridiculousness that we just said oh yeah it really just depends on what they they feel like using at the time (laughs) because with all the silly nonsense that they have at their disposal (laughs) it it could be anyone it really yeah it's really, you know, who really decides this is me, the the writers of the show. They're going to just write an episode or something where Frank meets Bender. If that ever happens in the next, you know, 30 years that Simpsons will continue going on, <laughs> I will text you. Please do. And then, then we will take credit for it because we will yes. refer to this episode. Yes. Oh. Maybe I'll be a writer. If I ever get a job as a writer on The Simpsons, I will be the thing that I push every single <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. So let us know who you think would win and why. Maybe there's something that we completely missed uh, between these two characters. Uh, so please, you know, reach out to us and let us know who you think would win. Oh, yeah, for sure. And obviously you're going to say me. So be nice to Chris, please. It's lies. All lies. <laughs> right in the glavin. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> yes. 
Oh, goodness. So, I think, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Jeff? No, I think I think we've covered everything. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. This is our basically our first, like, TV movie episode that we're not covering Miss Marvel. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird, right? I know. Yes. But yes, we do fun things like this. Like, we do hypotheticals. We do verse battles. We do... You know, we try to make our own things up. We try to be creative just at the very end of the episode. Uh, so if you like it, please shoot us an email, nutspodcast22 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at nutspodcast22 or follow us at Twitter at nutspodcast1. Yes, we had we had to make it one. Yeah. But still follow us. Yes. <laughs> Let us change it to it. Yes, please. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a good week. Uh, Look forward to our gaming episode on Friday. We'll release it if you're interested in that. Otherwise, we'll have another TV movie episode next week on Tuesday. So, again, my name is Joe. I'm Chris. Stay naughty.